Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Wow. I think about uh, all the things God has done for me. It's overwhelming at times. And I want everybody to uh, have that feeling and to share in that feeling of completion and satisfaction. And the only reason I got this, and it's the thousandth time I've said it, is because I formed a relationship with my creator, period. That's it. That's it. That's it. I, I can't tell you anything else, else. You know, I've always had a strong work ethic. My father put that in me. My father's conversations with me growing up was always uh, constantly about work hard, don't be lazy, be a man, do what you say you're going to do. Yada, 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 yada. Man, I was so tired of my father at times. I was going, man, what is with this dude right here? Man, every time we have a conversation, it's got to be about work. It's got to be about, you know, man, uh, doing your best, trying hard, you know, working, being honest, do what you say you're going to do. But that was his mission. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that now. I, 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 can't, even, I, I can't even put it into words when I think about my old man and what he was to me. And um, I, I just, uh, man, I'm so grateful for that balance I had in my life. And then my father was a fighter. He, he fought on the weekends. You know, my father used to come home with his, with his clothes toe off of him. He'd put a fresh shirt on and he'd go back. My mama used to talk about my father fighting all the time. It's like, why are you always fighting? You know, a little bit of that rubbed off on me too. You know that that kind of got into me, and I I didn't understand that either. 
But then on the same turn, my mother was a Sunday school teacher for 40 years, so her conversation was never about fighting or anything. It was all about love and understanding and doing unto others that you would have them do unto you. My mom was a Sunday school teacher, so I, I learned about faith. I had to go to Sunday school, prayer meeting, Bible study, young people meeting, choir rehearsal. You know, I was at church, man, so much I was actually looking at there's got to be an alternative to this. You know, I, I want, you know, I was a little kid even. I was thinking at one point maybe I ought to look in the hell because there's got to be something cooler than this going on every day. It ain't got that crazy for me. But the balance between those two people created who I am today. And I want you to understand that the things that you are in your past have helped create who you are today if you view it the right way. Everything that has happened to you in your past has happened to you for a reason and is usually for the good if you view it that way. But if you, on the other hand, are a type of person who can't move forward because you are allowing your past to stop you from having your future, then you, my friend, are doing a disservice to your life. You are not honoring God's blessings. You are not taking advantage of the gain, knowledge, wisdom, and experience of your life. Example, if you are a woman and you are always talking about a former relationship, what he did to me, if he had not did this to me, I wouldn't be in this place today. I thought I had a man. Now I ain't got no man. Ah, la, 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 la. If I, you know, he came along and I was doing just swell. He just came in and he just lied to me. He lied to me. Now he did this to me. Then he cheated. Then he left. All of that that you're saying can very well be true. Have you thought that maybe, maybe somewhere, in God's infinite wisdom that he knew that you had made a mistake in picking him anyway. Maybe he knew you had made a mistake in saying yes or I do to him anyway or come on, move in. And so what he did was, based on your decision now to say yes, I do or come on, let's move in together, that was your decision. You ain't go to him about this one. You made this decision. Based on that decision and all the negative things that started happening, he allowed you to get away from it. Now, how you got away from it is always not the choice of ours. See, you stuck on the fact that he left, that he walked out. But let me share this with you. When he was there, how good was he to you? How good was he for you? See, you got to you got to stare, you got to look at the blessing. The blessing is now you are on your own. Now you walk in your house, ain't nobody in there with a disruptive spirit. Now you go home, you can take your clothes off and walk around like you want to. Now you go home, you can sit down and look at TV or catch your breath if you want to. Your kids don't have to see y'all arguing. All the time. Have you looked at the blessing in it? But now, if you're going to keep looking at the negative, then guess what? 
Now, you can't move forward because you keep allowing your past to keep you from moving forward. If God has brought you through it, why don't you move on from it? Look, you got through it. He gone. He ain't coming back. He got somebody else. So you going to sit there and just keep tripping because he gone and he got somebody else? Hey, pick yourself up. Thank God for the blessing. It didn't feel like a blessing while you was going through it. And all the pain of him leaving and the divorce and all that messed you up. Got it. When you get through with all of that, you ain't the first one been left. You ain't the first one been divorced. You ain't the first one been in a bad relationship. Pick yourself up. Thank God for the blessing and move forward in your life. Because maybe when you quit complaining, maybe you'll find out that God has something in store for you that he wants you to have. But he can't give it to you if you ain't grateful. So God gives you a blessing, but because you don't see it as a blessing, you ain't grateful for it. Now, guess what? You steady asking God to do something for you, but you ain't thanking him for what he's done for you. But you steady wanting him to do more. How does that work? How does that work, man, that he should keep on giving you things when you ain't even working with the stuff he done gave you? It's like your child. If you keep buying your child a toy and your child keep tearing his toys up, at one point you're going to say, hey, look, I'm not buying you nothing until you learn how to take better care of the things you bought. And that's only right that you teach your child the value of a dollar, the value of respecting my work ethic that I've done for you. Tell me why it's got to work different just because he God and just because you down here with your lips stuck out about something. I just think that that's how it works. It just makes common sense to me. So you steady, oh, Lord, I ain't had a man since. You ain't ready for no man. You ain't ready for a man. How you going to you gonna man and you, you mess with somebody else, man, and you and you over here still harping on the man you had that was doing you dirty at the house? What, what you, what, what you going to do with another man? And I, I don't know, and I'm just, I'm just using that one example that could go for men too, vice versa, and so on and so forth. I'm just using that as an example. Now, why I laid on that one so long, you have to take that up with God. That's all. Just read. I ain't pointing fingers at nobody or nothing because I've been guilty on both sides of the coin. Who am I? But I'm just sharing with you what I had to do. I had to learn to stop allowing my past to interfere with my future. I was who I was, and I am who I am, and I'm cool with both of them people. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You heard him. Come on, This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ooh, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry. Charlie! I love Hype Man. Carla Pharrell. Come on, <laughs> Can you let me speak first, Hype Man? <laughs> Don't let him get on your nerves because he know, you know he'll be on Steve's nerves yeah. in five Already. seconds. You can't I even speak, though. I, I, got to, I got to coach Ooh. him on how to be a Hype Ooh. Man. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the Hype Man himself, Junior. Me! Me! Ignorant. How everybody doing? We're good, Steve. How are hey, you? Hey, Steve. Yeah. Good Come morning, on. everybody. Ain't nothing, ain't yeah. nothing hype, man. Yeah. 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 
Why you so hype, so hype man? So we the only ones. So Junior's going to be hype man today. Junior, I need you to break that down to one syllable hypes. Like for an example, give him an example. Okay, Junior, just say so. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Okay, gotcha. Oh, so one, one word phrases. Yeah. Try another one, Junior. Hey, Shred, how you feeling today? Feelings. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No. Feelings. Feelings. Yeah. That's it. Steve, this is because everything in life gets a Steve nerve. Yeah, what he can't do is repeat every damn thing I say. I'm not I can't repeat every damn thing. thing he say. Right there, yeah. see, right there. <laughs> your ass gonna get your mic cut off. Junior. Steve, you want Junior to be the emoji hype man. Yeah, yeah. yeah one word. That's one. it, that's it, that's it. Grit your teeth. One drop of sweat. Ah. Halo. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, this is interesting. Today would have been Marvin Gaye's 80th birthday. Yes. I, I mean, at first I was like, wow, he's 80 years old. Then I, I thought about it. Diana Ross just celebrated her 75th. Mm-hmm. But she looks so great, and you just don't think of them as, you know, being that age. But he would have been 80 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I did DL's show last night, and he made a very, very pointed remark. Mm -hmm. And he was saying to young people, said it's really he really feels badly for young people. I'm just paraphrasing it now. He didn't say it exactly this way. He said he feels really badly for young people today because you all are killing your tomorrows today. See, by killing your todays, you kill your tomorrows. So even in the the, the the death of this uh, incredibly gifted young brother, Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey yeah. I mean, man, if he had turned his life around and had become this in his 30s, man, what was this dude finna be in his 50s and 60s? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Sad day in L.A. Oh, and yeah. and I, the thing about it is Marvin Gaye, that song, that's why it's my all-time favorite song, What's Going On, because they were playing it you know, out here in L.A. because it's still relevant to this very oh, day. Yeah. I mean, we got so much music that's still relevant. Yeah. I thank God for that time period. I'm glad I lived through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve, uh, coming up at 32 after the hour, did you see your friend Dr. Phil's April Fool's prank about uh-huh. his mustache? And uh, <laughs> did anybody get pranked yesterday? We'll talk about that as well on April Fool's Day when we come back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There is some heavy and sad news we have to discuss today, but um, first we're going to start the morning off on a little lighter note uh, with something funny. So, Mm -hmm. Steve, I got to ask you, your Uh friend, Dr. Phil, we love Dr. Phil, of course, uh, he did an April Fool's Day prank. I didn't Um, see it. Well, he showed off his apparently clean-shaven face on Twitter. He posted before and after pictures. He went all in with the shaving cream, razors, a bib, but he didn't post any videos of himself actually shaving off the mustache. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Suspect. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was a prank, uh, Steve. Doctor Phil still has his mustache. Oh. He does. He called the prank April Doctor Phil's. So, <laughs> <laughs> which begs the question, Steve? Yeah. Would you ever shave off your mustache? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> How would you look, no, Steve? Like a like a damn fool. <laughs> Why you say that? No, I'm not. I need this mustache. I really can't afford to cut this off. Well, your mustache is too iconic. much meat. 
Oh, between your nose and your, and your upper lip? It's a lot of area. Look like a rink. <laughs> a rink? You know, a skating rink. <laughs> like the any floor? rink. Yeah. The whole flow? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a rink, a rink. Skating rink. Y'all going down to the skating rink? <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever like shaving? You know when you yeah first I've started? shaved it off. Yeah, when oh. I pledged. Oh. Yeah. And your college days? That was the last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could send y'all some pictures of me. I would love to see that. Oh, uh, as a we, young dude. Man. You've never posted any? Nah. Well, since we're talking about it, you got to post one. <sighs> yeah, show the people. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I look just like Wendy. Yeah. 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 You guys look alike for. right now, even with your mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, dude. Uh-huh. I don't even know where I put these pictures. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find <laughs> them. <laughs> and Tom Brady, Tom Brady used social media uh, to stage a fake retirement announcement. Did you see that? He said no. he's going to retire and he's just going to tweet. <laughs> He ain't gonna play ball. Yeah, he's just gonna tweet. Just tweet. Yeah. Well, the Houston Texans would be glad. (laughs) (laughs) Why you say that? Because we can't get a win long as he playing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The AFC. That's meaningful to you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who don't play about funny? Mm -hmm. Anybody get April fooled yesterday? No, I am. You you know, man, my wife is out of town, so you know, Uh little Miss Tricky ain't here. (laughs) She usually gets you every year, right? Her best life. Come, man. Mm-hmm. It's with something. Yeah. <laughs> That's when okay. you did, Carla, I heard you say? Yes. What? Of course. Uh, you know, it was my daughter. You know, the kids were into it. Uh-huh. Always. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. So I picked Tasha up from school, and she got in the car. So Mondays, that's the day they get their grades back from the week before. Uh-huh. So she got in the car and slammed the door. <sighs> Mom. I said, what? Mommy, I got all Fs this week. I <gasps> stopped the car. <laughs> What? <laughs> On the freeway, Carla. <laughs> she got all else. I stopped the car in the carpool lane. I know the people behind me was like, why is she slamming on her brakes? I turned around. I said, what? I said, give me your folder right now. Okay. So she digging it. I said, how did you get all F's? My mommy, science, man. Give, give me the folder. Give me the folder. All A's. All A's across. She laughed. April Fool's. I said, that ain't funny. She was like, but today's April Fool's. I couldn't have said that. Hell no. Man, that's what? a beating right there. I don't care if I was playing. <laughs> well, it wasn't no. true. That's the good news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. So, yeah. Can't I come got in pranked that. yesterday. That's funny. That's yes, funny. Yes, girl. You I mean, know she got you. Stopped. Yeah. She got you good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no man, I, I, I they they'd have just said, well, mm-hmm. try again next next semester, boy. <laughs> yeah, Why you would, <laughs> no, no, that was normal for me to get some answers. Oh gosh, Steve! <laughs> Damn it, boy, you gonna make me beat you? <laughs> yeah, well, ain't nothing new. <laughs> Every damn report card here, I come another ass whooping. Oh Lord, I hate a report card. Tommy's out today, but I really wanted to hear the king of pranks because this is right. Oh, that he was, get pranked. Yeah, he yesterday did. was his day, you know. Oh man, I bet you he did. Uh huh. You know he did. Someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when he pranked you, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> but you know, what I think I'm doing. I think I'm gonna get him back. Yeah. Oh, I think you should. You want us to help you? Yeah. Oh, I got the perfect idea. Yeah, 
I got the perfect idea. What? Oh, I'm gonna get his ass. <laughs> oh, you got something? Oh, I got one. I tell y'all off the air, uh-huh. cause you know his boy be watching. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, he got a partner that be listening, that you know, ain't, that don't like me, ain't never met me, but uh-huh. he don't like me, cause he think I'm in competition with Tommy. Uh-huh. So he tells Tommy everything we say on the air when when he on break. Yeah, like today, like if you say something crazy about Tommy, he go tell Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's Y'all what friends are for. <laughs> no, they ain't. <laughs> no, they ain't. He telling his uncle, though. Uncle. I know. That's family right there. No, 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 no. It ain't family. No, this is Tommy's friend. No, I'm saying he's telling Tommy and you and Tommy are family. So Right, but right. he go to Tommy and then he get Tommy all upset. Mm-hmm. You know Tommy. You oh, know, man. You know he's, he's a hothead. He can't you know play. He's a but you know head. the dude. Like but, hey, 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 man, but let me tell you how the dude take it to Tommy. Man, what's up with your uncle, man? Every time you ain't there, man, he be just talking about you, man. You know what I think it is, Tommy? I think he's jealous. Uh-huh. He gonna tell him that too. He's oh yeah. Oh, he always yeah. do that. He gonna go tell him that now. Oh God! And now Tommy's gonna come to work tomorrow. He's gonna. Oh God! We, yeah, he's not gonna but speak what to I'm us gonna do is for the next see, three days. Yeah, but yeah, but see, but I know his friend's oh, name. Oh Lord. Mm. Yeah. All, the all right. Well, don't say no. There. No, don't do that. Oh, you know it's April Fool. <laughs> That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Well, you know, you I can extend it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of the nephew coming up, run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, former First Lady Michelle Obama's book is on track to becoming, get this, the best-selling memoir ever, 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 ever. Ever, ever. All right. But right now, uh, Junior's here in for the nephew to run that prank back. Yeah. What you got, Junior? Wedding. <laughs> Wedding <laughs> and a funeral. Wedding <laughs> and a funeral. Same <laughs> time. Run it, cat. Hello, this is Ryan. Hi, I'm trying to, uh, Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm good. So what am I speaking to? This is Josh. Josh over at the, I'm one of the officials at the church where you guys are, are getting married tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, how you doing, man? I want to thank y'all for that, too, man. We will appreciate it. Good, good. Well, we definitely hope to make you a member here sooner or later since you guys are getting married, you know? Hey, man, you know, I'm trying to get this work schedule changed up. You know what I'm saying? They got me working on Sundays now, man. So as soon as I I tweak that and move that around a little bit, I'll be there. Okay, listen, we have a a bit of a situation that's come up. We have some problems and and, uh, miscommunication, and and it's definitely been on our side. Uh, They had your name, Ryan, down here with your phone number as well as your, your soon-to-be wife, Sonya, they had her name here, but we, we didn't want to call her with this. We wanted to just uh, reach out and, and talk to you and see if it just make you aware of what was going on, okay? Well, what's, what's going on, man? There's been a mix-up on, on scheduling. I don't know if you know, Sister Ola May, she passed away a week ago. Oh, uh, and you're not you're not a member of the church, so you wouldn't know her, but she's one of the, one of the oldest uh, members here at the church. Sister Ola May passed away. And uh, what's going on is, you all's wedding is tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Right. But the actual funeral is at 3 o'clock here at the church. Okay. Uh, what's your name again, Brother Wood? Josh. Josh. Okay. Look here, Brother Josh. Um, hey, man, we, we, we already got this thing in motion, man. We've been sending out 
damn near 200 invitations, man. I mean, God bless yeah. Sister yeah, yeah, Ola May. And, 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 and I understand that, but, but, but I mean, you know, she's, well, there's no way we could have moved it around. Now, the biggest problem, the funeral home is bringing the casket first thing in the morning. So what I, what I wanted to make you aware of, and I, I don't want you to tell your wife this, but the actual casket will be in the sanctuary, but we will have it cuffed. Hold, hold, hold up, man. Are you serious? Now, look here, man, y'all need to move this around. I don't know what y'all going to do. If y'all have a fellowship hall in the back or something oh, like no, that. We no, uh, uh, Ryan, the only place we can actually put the casket, in, if we didn't put it there, is in the actual room that your, your soon-to-be wife would be changing in. That's the only oh, place. Man, you about your mom. My wife ain't fixing to change in no room with no dead body. Are you kidding me? And, and you know what? I understood that. That's the first thing I thought of. And that's what I said. Let's just put the casket where it goes for the funeral. And we're going to cover it up. And see, basically, you actually get in. Wow. Uh, I can't even believe you calling me with this, man. Look here. And excuse my French, man. Yeah, I know I need to get back in the church. I really do. But right now, Doug, this ain't going down like this, man. Now, we didn't okay. we already paid the money. And first of all, first of all, you know, she should, I don't even feel like she should even have to, to, to pay, you know, to, to hold no wedding over at her church where she pay tithes at. That's that's the first thing. You know, I ain't like that from the jump, but I went ahead and went with it because she want her pastor to marry us. And now you got the nerd to tell me that y'all rearranged something that a funeral going to happen the same day as my wedding and my wife got to get dressed in the room with a dead body? Well, no, we're we not going to put her in there, bro. I, like I say, I, I'm putting that body first thing in the morning. I'm going to put that body. In the, or right there in front of the uh, pulpit, and we're gonna cover it. Now, what you're getting out of this, you get more flowers because there's gonna be flowers from the funeral. So I'm thinking that's probably gonna be a little bit of a perk for you. I just wanted you to be aware that it's probably gonna be more people than you think because some of the people that's gonna be at your wedding is really for the funeral. Hey, hey, uh, hold, hold up, man. Are you serious right now, man? Uh, look here, Doc. I didn't pay for this. Wedding to happen at this church, man. Okay, ain't and no disrespect to the lady that has passed. God bless her family. I ain't playing. To not put no dead body having no funeral at my wedding, man. That's crazy. What the wrong with y'all down there? Church too, sir. She's a member of the church too. I don't, hey, I don't give a about her being no member of the church, man. I done paid for this wedding and it's gonna happen tomorrow, man. You not fixing to put no dead body at my wedding? Watch your Mr. Ryan, Mr. Ryan, I mean no disrespect, but the woman has passed. She is not going to get up. So, hey, I mean, what, what is the problem? The problem is your <laughs> called me with this man the day before my wedding, and we didn't schedule this six months ago. I done spent $25,000, $30,000 on this wedding, okay? And are you going to tell me that we got to share our wedding with a funeral? What the hell is wrong with you, man? Look, let me ask you something. Do you want to have your wedding at this church? I paid for the what you mean? Well, I'm having the wedding. Okay, I tell you what, let that body be up in the morning. I'm rolling the right out to the street. Y'all gonna sit out there in the front and, 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 and throw flowers like throwing rice. But we're gonna have a wedding inside the sanctuary tomorrow. I promise you that. Sir, I, can't, I cannot assure you that it won't be. I have no other place to put the body. Okay, well, I, I bet y'all found somewhere to put it. If I get that tomorrow, there's a body in there. There's gonna be a couple of bodies in there. And I ain't you got two choices to move that funeral or to reimburse me back this $30,000 out of an hour to spend. Those are the only two choices I want to hear about. Meet me at the front door tonight with a $30,000 cashier check. Oh, we say to have this wedding up in there tomorrow morning. You heard me? I ain't playing. I ain't playing at all. No jokes. What the f is wrong with y'all, man?
You can do I, something I, I, else, I, man. Listen, hey, I understand hey, that. Listen, listen, sir, I, I, I don't want to hear no more from you, man. Now, all I'm saying is it's going to be a wedding at this church tomorrow without the everybody. That's all okay, I'm saying. Push Ryan, the to the back, man. Ryan, hey, I, there, there's, there's one more a bit of an issue that I need to tell you also. What the can be worse than a dead body? What issue can be worse than a dead body at my wedding, man? The issue, sir, that is worse than a dead body is this is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your best man, Jeff, got me to prank phone call you. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, You know what, man? The best man about to get the best whooping <laughs> he can possibly get, man. I ain't playing these and got me the day before. Oh, it's to get the best beat down possible, man. I'm telling you. Hey, one more question. What's the baddest radio show in the land, Ryan? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> huh? Huh? Oh, what? You played too Boy, much. what? Huh? Ain't that it? Come on. Come on, Tom. Come on, every now and then you got to have a wedding and a funeral. Uh-uh, wedding uh, and a funeral. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah wedding and a funeral. Yeah. That's how I do it right there. Man, you know why? you the greatest. What? You the greatest. Come on now, I ain't getting enough now. Doug, you the greatest of all time. Of all times? Yeah, you and your friends. Hold on, Shirley Carla, why y'all cry? <laughs> we just uh, listening why? to you be the greatest. They ain't be got great. time. Yeah. Hey, dog, I'm hyping you so hard, ain't room for this. That's what I'm talking about right there, because yeah. I, I, I got to wanna... do it. That's I what don't... I do. What? I do stupid <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, go to www.thomasmiles.com. Glenside, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Glenside. That's me and some more. Two shows. The nephews coming to town. There it is. Stupidity. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Junior, in for the nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In entertainment news, after getting $60 million. 60? Yeah, you don't even know who it is yet. I haven't even said anything. After getting $60 million for her memoir, former First Lady Michelle Obama. What? Yes, is proving she was worth the payday. Yes. What? Yes, yes. She got $60 million for her book? Yes, she yes. did. See, becoming her, her, her autobiography. Becoming. Be- yes, that's yes. right. How about my memoir? Had been <laughs> <laughs> for half the money. Huh? Hell yeah! <laughs> well, well, I, got memoir, I got a memoir. I got way more exciting okay, well, stuff how, in here I, than Shell. And how much do you want? She got sixty million. Thirty. Oh, okay. Now thirty for- and a tell-all book. Well, what are you gonna tell? You gotta tell Women, us something. Women, everything. You gotta tell us something, Steve. Everything. Steve. Like what? Give us a tidbit. What? Uh, what you need? Like, you know. Like, well, like. go ahead. You, well, I don't want to be disrespectful. You're married now, uh, but you'll tell it uh, all for thirty million. <laughs> <laughs> you get to talking. Yeah. Man, hey, man, Marjorie, just gonna have to understand. <laughs> It's in the past now. It is what it is. Yeah, everybody I'm with has you. Past, I'm with so. you Boy, now. Boy, let me tell you something. $30 million? Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. The, the life and times of me and Biggie Wig is two chapters. <laughs> the life and times of Wonder Love and Biggie Wig. And who is Biggie Wig? Biggie Wig, my homie from Cleveland. Oh. oh, Shirley, let me send you a picture, Big. Is oh, it okay. a turn? It's a page turner, I bet. Oh, a page turner. 
It's a movie. Dog, hey, dog, you would have to tear this out and email it. All right, so we don't have 30 million. Sorry. Give us, what about 20? 20 million? I'm telling damn near all of them. 20 million. All right. Then uh, 20 million, I'll take baby's title off Netflix and I'll name that my book. What's what? what they Before anything. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. Well, let me finish telling you about the first lady, although your memoir sounds awfully entertaining. Hell and yeah, way more. Yeah, that's I'm going to do a tell all book. Man, let me call Trey uh, Harbor College right now. Anyway, as it turns out, Mrs. Obama's autobiography, as we were saying, Becoming, is on the track to becoming the best-selling memoir in history. I love that. How is that, you ask? So far, more than 10 million copies have been sold. 10 million? Yes, since it came out in November. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she sold me. That's more than that. That's more than acting like a lady think like a man and jump. <laughs> Combined, the memoir... And act like a success. <laughs> the memoir details Michelle Obama's life from her childhood on the south side of Chicago to her years in the White House serving as First Lady. Uh, her her uh, book publisher even scored a 2.8% gain in annual revenue thanks to Mrs. Obama's book. So, I mean, Who that gained? should be... an. Huh? Who you say, Jane? Her, her uh, Bertelsmann's Penguin Random House. Man, do you know what that? You know how much money they Division. make? Well, they gained with this book. I don't know how much they make, but I know they gained with they this gained book. They gained revenue. 2.8% in annual well, she got revenue. 60 up front? Yeah. yeah. That's God, that was the dog. big news when they, they left the White House. Yeah. We wouldn't be on this radio show if you got 60 up huh? hey, You sound depressed. <laughs> Perk up, okay. Steve. Who negotiated my book deal? <laughs> But I'm finna go. I'm for who? Who we got called Penguin? Who? <laughs> you finna call? Him. I'm finna do a tell-all book. And I got stuff in there. I know Michelle don't have. We gotta go. I <laughs> promise you, she don't. Introduce the lovely and talented, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Andrew. Oh God. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. This is Andrew for the news. Okay, the Trump administration is still threatening to cut off USA to Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras because the president blames those nations for the migrant caravans that keep coming this way. White House Chief of Staff Mick Volbaney tells CNN that the problem seems to be that throwing money at these countries does not keep their residents from still wanting to leave. People say it's working, but the proof is in the numbers. It's not working well enough to help us solve our border crisis, and that's what the president's focused on. U.S. border officials say that tens of thousands of migrants attempt to cross this country's southern border each month. A Washington, D.C. whistleblower is telling Congress that at least 25 people in the Trump administration were given security clearances after that clearance was denied by the proper authorities because of disqualifying issues in their backgrounds, including worries about foreign influence, past drug use, and even criminal conduct. My life was ugly. In any case, a huge manhunt is underway for the man the police suspect of killing Nipsey Hussle, a 29-year-old Eric Holder is who they're looking for. No, he's not the Eric Holder that we know as the former head of the Justice Department. He's 29-year-old Eric Holder, and L.A. police say they feel that it was a personal type of thing, not a gang thing. The 33-year-old Grammy-nominated rapper, entrepreneur, and well-liked community activist was shot to death on Sunday afternoon outside his uh, clothing store in broad daylight. Uh, outside his clothing store last night, 
hundreds gathered for a huge vigil. But then after a while, there was some shoving and pushing and some arguing and turned violent. At one point, nine people ended up injured, two from who uh, two actually were critical. One person was hit by a car and the other one was cut by some glass. The House Judiciary Committee scheduled a vote tomorrow on whether to issue subpoenas to see the full Mueller report on Russian involvement in the 2016 election. Three quarters of a million people will most likely lose their food stamps under a new proposal by the Trump administration. The stated goal is to encourage able-bodied adults to get jobs and eventually move off the welfare rolls. Critics say that people will go hungry. However, the Trump administration says it's targeting so-called ABOBs. Those are able-bodied adults without dependents. They call them ABODs. The Trump administration says they want to cut off food stamps after three months to ABOBs who don't work, volunteer, or attend job training for at least 20 hours a week. Apparently, uh, that's already the law, but it's often waived in certain circumstances. The Trump administration wants it to be much harder to receive a waiver. However, the idea has to get by Congress, and most Democrats are not in favor of changing the current system. So we'll see what happens there. Finally, today is National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. And I love peanut butter, don't you? I like peanut butter, creamy peanut butter. Crunchy peanut butter, too. Now back to Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Nipsey Hussle was a pillar in the community. He should be remembered as a visionary. Uh, He was set to be a real estate mogul. He bought businesses and properties to give support to his community. He gave shoes to every student at Hyde Park Elementary, along with his clothing store. He owned a burger restaurant, a fish market, and barbershop. He helped fund upgrades to the campus playground and offered jobs to struggling neighbors. If someone lost a loved one due to violence, he would chip in for the funeral costs. Steve Nipsey Hussle was an inspiration to us all at such a young age. Man. It's just a damn shame what we've become. And you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the self hatred that we have for one another. And look, whatever your beef with this brother, whatever your beef could have possibly been, it did not call for that. It just didn't. It's no, senseless. You're right. Yeah. This You're is right senseless. But I got news for you who did it. Your life over too. All your accomplices. Your lives are over, too. You don't think past right now. You got a beef. But what is selling the beef? Why is it like this, y'all? We wrong, man. We Man, we just yeah. wrong. We've just turned into this society where people can't even go to church. You can't even send your kids to school. You can't go sit down and watch a movie. And us You can't be us. on a tour bus without somebody. Yeah. Some sick, demented person thinking, and let me say this to you, L.A. Somebody knows something, and we needs to be talking. Because, look, man, somebody. It happened in broad daylight. Yeah. 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 Man, come on. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. Kill this soldier like this, man. And and now ain't nobody seen, nobody know nothing. Mm, mm, mm. Just pray for his family. Yeah. What a sad thing. I mean, it was just a sad day in L.A. yesterday. I mean, it was sad. You could feel it, you know, all over the city. But let me tell you something, though. This happened every day in L.A. Yeah. Yes. Nipsey Hussle happens to be famous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But do you know the dudes that's dying out here? 
Yeah. It's happening all across the country. We, Chicago, we, we, New Orleans. Man, we nice. ought to be saddened by all of it. Atlanta, the heartless home. felons in Cleveland, all these gangs in Chicago, man. Dallas. All yeah. you got to do is cut on 48 hours. They're in every city now. Every city. Yeah. They used to just be in Memphis. Yeah. They everywhere now. Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Dog, they was in Mobile, Alabama last night. Mm-hmm. Mobile, Alabama, 48 hours. Got plenty of stories, too. Wow. All right, coming up at 34 after the hour, uh, we'll talk more about our community and the fact that this violence just needs to stop right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is really, really horrific, this story. An autopsy found that Nipsey Hussle died from gunshot wounds to the head and torso. The Los Angeles County Department of Medical Examiner Coroner determined Chief Michael Moore of the Los Angeles Police Department noted Sunday night that in one week, listen to this, Steve, there had been 10 homicides and 26 shooting victims across L.A. So that goes back to what you were saying in our last break. That's 36 families left to pick up the pieces. That's what the chief said on Twitter. And, um, I mean, you know, Steve, like you said, it's got to stop. I mean, we have got to stop this. We have to. We're we're in a sick place now. We we have so turned away from God. And I'm just saying this, look, man, y'all can call me corny, hokey, however you want to do it. You know, I, you know, it kills me when people talk to me. Why are you always talking about the Lord? Because I have no explanation for my life. I have no other reason I can give you why I'm in the position I'm in today. Because it sure ain't I'm that, because I'm that great. It's just not. So that's my explanation. But we've turned so far from God. We've, we have no more more compasses anymore. The fact that you would walk up to a man and murder him in cold blood and then get in your car with a girl driving. Who, yeah. who what was on her mind? What what was on his yeah. mind? What 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 made them? What? It didn't make any sense. And when I did DL's show last night, you know DL Hughley's daughter is on the show. Oh, okay. Okay. And she does this thing called Millennial Minute. And she was talking about this young man last night and how this album had gotten her through Victory Something he put out. Victory Lap. Yeah, Victory Lap. How it had gotten her through some time she was going through. She's 27. She Dio's daughter, same age as my son. You know, and, and man, she was just so on fire talking about this young dude, his life and what it was. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know what she said? Over what? Right, right, exactly. Over what? Yeah. But we yeah, have such works. a lack of value for each other. Yeah. And we ain't got no more, no more compass. And we just walking around here, man. Like, that's the answer? Yeah. This generation, man. I Look, man. Look. Look. But if, I, it, get back. Look, man. I got you going to have disputes. I got it's going to get physical sometime. But let's get physical, though. What happened to that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody walk away. Yeah. yeah. You know, man, yeah. come on over here. You you got a problem with what I said. Throw your hands up. Right. Dog, it's you ain't got to end my life, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's final. It, yeah, that that's it. There's no coming back from this. I, I love the fact, though, you know, that Nipsey Hussle made his life count for something. He made improving yes. South L.A. a priority after his rap career took off. He diversified beyond the music industry. He became a local businessman, a philanthropist. Last year, Steve Nipsey Hussle, who taught himself how to build computers, 
helped open a center in Crenshaw dedicated to connecting underrepresented groups with uh, technology companies. And according um, to an interview with the L.A. Times, Nipsey once said growing up as a kid, he was looking for someone and and not for someone to give him anything, but someone that cared, you know. So what a great legacy. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it's just, oh, it's so sad. A legend. Yeah. It's true, yeah. truly a legend. Yeah. He 33 years old. He was. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, for yeah. the culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he and, touched uh, a lot of people. He yes, did. he did. He really did. He's, yeah. He really, really did. So you think about his children and you think about, you know, Lauren, Lauren London. London. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that just, yeah. I don't know. Everybody's yeah. taking this to heart. It just breaks your heart. Yeah, it, it makes you sad. It, it, really, it really does really inside. Does. It's like, yeah. you know, a good one. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of good ones, but, you know, man, oh, man. It's just, ugh. And, and it's just like you said, Steve, I mean, with the uh, L.A. Police Department talking about the shooting deaths and the homicide mm-hmm. in L.A. on this past Sunday. You know, we talked about Chicago, the oh, numbers in yeah. New Orleans and all these cities where it, the violence, stop yeah. the violence, yeah. we killing each other. Yeah. Well, we're going to switch gears here. Um, Tommy's out today, as we mentioned, but uh, of course, Junior's here. And he's going to fill in for the nephew with the prank phone call for today, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after today's Strawberry Letter. Oh, Lord, wait till you hear this one. Subject, my dangerous one-night stand. Wait, wait, wait on that. You don't want to miss it. But right now, you don't want to miss this. Nephew Tommy is out today, but of course, Junior is here. What you got for us today, Junior? The barbershop. Uh-huh. Huh? 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 The barbershop. <laughs> Everybody got to go down there. You been in there. Oh, yeah. Run it, cat. Cuss, this Brady. Uh, Brady, how you doing, man? My name my name is Dennis, man. I got a haircut from you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what's up, Dennis? What's up for you, brother? Hey, listen, um... I wanted to get an appointment with you, man. Uh, like I said, I was there a couple weeks ago, man. My first time getting a haircut from you. Did a real, real good job, so I want to say thank you for that. All right. No, not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. Do, do you have any um in, in, any time uh, available on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you can come up there Thursday. That'd be fine. What's, what's, what's your name again, bro? Uh, Dennis, man. Dennis. Okay, Dennis. Well, I, I can get you in, Dennis, about, about 3 o'clock, man, something of that nature. I mean, you know, I normally work out appointments, you know. Come okay. About 3. Three o'clock, you'll be there. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there right three o'clock. Okay, okay. hey, hey, I, I, I got a little bit of situation though, man. That happened last time I was there. I kind of wanted to talk to you about it, man, because it, it kind of caught me off guard. So I, I, I wanted to holler at you, man, and, and see if we could rectify the problem before I came back up there. What happened? Was somebody disrespect you or something? I mean, what, what was the deal? Well, well, um, it, it really wasn't somebody, man. It, it was, it was, it was, it was actually you. Me? Whoa! I mean, what's the what Here's the deal, man. When you was cutting my hair, when it when it was time to turn the the, the chair, you you didn't turn the chair with, with 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 your hand, man. See, Brady, man, you you turned the chair with your with your private part. Oh, come on, bro. Say, Dennis. I mean, Dennis. I'm a professional, man. I've been doing this 15 years, bro. Right, right. I don't think it's anything uh, deliberate, man. I think you just do it unconsciously, man. Cause you know you be leaning over on the chair cutting. And I think you don't realize, you know, you be turning the chair with your private part instead of doing it with your hand, man. And see, my hand got caught out there, and I saw it out the corner of my eyes. I saw your private part coming towards my hand. I moved it just in time. 
You understand? No, bro. Now, now, see, Dennis, I'm, I'm not understanding something, bro, because I don't, I don't, we don't operate like that around here, because, you know, I, I don't make mistakes like that, bro. I mean, you know, I don't know. You, you sure you're talking to the right person, man? Yeah, I mean, ain't you the third chair on the right when you walk in the door? Yeah, that, that is correct. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, man. And you cut me two weeks ago, and like I said, I really like my haircut, so I want to call back and rectify this problem. But, you know, you're going to have to turn the chair with your hand and not your pride part. If not, we're going to have a problem. Okay, but now, I, I, I feel you, and I understand your, your complaint and everything. I mean, I, I'm not understanding what you're saying, but cause I don't do that. You know, but I mean, we, we, we'll be glad to, you know what I'm saying, give you another cut or whatever, you understand, man? You know, but, but I, I don't move nobody okay i understand what you're saying but i want you to hear what i'm saying if you put your private on there at all when i come in there thursday then i, I promise you i'm gonna jump up and we're gonna have a problem well well let's well, well, see now 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 right there Dennis, I, i'm not i'm not feeling that jump up having a problem because you know you, you don't really know me like that bro you know i mean i'm, I'm trying to be professional here and, and, and solve your little issues that you got to understand me but all this jumping up and, and stuff you're talking about doing, I, I don't know hey about man, all that stuff. I'm trying to come in and get a nice haircut and walk out with a nice haircut. But what I don't want to well, do well, is come down there, you lean over, put your private part where I got my arms and my hands at, and I got whooped your Now, that's what see, I don't. See, 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 you're nah, nah, you, you you touching me wrong talking about You're talking about I'm okay. touching you wrong. You touched me wrong two weeks ago when you put your private on my hand, man. Say what? I don't know who the hell you think you're talking to, man. You know, we don't run on here because you feel me? Hey, dog, all I'm trying to say is a brother trying to come in and get his hair cut and walk out feeling like a man and not walk out feeling violated, man, because you didn't turn the chair with your private part all up against my hand and my elbow and stuff, man. Hold up, boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember really like that. I'm a grown man saying, bro, you know. section like a pinball machine and, and from the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
Right there, dog. You got to see my hand. Wow. You know, you can't be doing all that when you cut my hair. Uh-huh. You know, so there it is, barbershop. <laughs> all right, well, if you want to know what nephew Tommy is going to be performing at, and I hope it's somewhere near you, just go to thomasmiles.com. That's T H O M S M I L E S.com. He's scheduled to hit Glenside, Pennsylvania with some more. And then he's going to back door Knoxville, Tennessee with my man Bruce Bruce. Also, Virginia Beach Comedy Club is on the list. And on Memorial Day weekend, the nephew Chuckles Comedy Club Memorial Day weekend. My man Prescott over there. I love Prescott. <laughs> Prescott is something serious. That's he, what Steve says. He's funny. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. He is so funny. All right. Country man, him. I got to Country funny. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. <laughs> one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Uh, he's one of my all-time favorites, man. Oh, J. Man. Anthony Brown, Sid the Entertainer. Wow. That day, I'm talking about that wasn't Richard Pryor. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. Richard Pryor was a king. But I'm going to tell you something, man. There's some bad boys out there, man, that was out there that was for real funny. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen Prescott and you from the country, oh. you got to see his ass. Oh, man. Okay, I've, I don't think I've ever seen him. Boy, he had that joke about wearing that glitter so. jacket with Lisa on the back. He had what? He had what? Lisa on the back. Uh-huh. They couldn't afford no school clothes, so he had like, his hand me down, but his sister was handing him clothes down. <laughs> that fool said he walked in school first day of school. They said, hey, Lisa. <laughs> Your name ain't no damn Lisa. <laughs> 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 ah. <laughs> his older sister had to hand him down clothes. Man, he had that glitter jacket on. All right, we got to get out of here. Coming up next. It is the strawberry letter for today. Uh, my subject, my dangerous one night stand. Wait till you hear this letter. Ooh, somebody's going to be hey. mad. All right, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's strawberry letter. And guys, if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click submit strawberry letter the nephew is out today uh we could be reading your letter live on the air like we're gonna read this one right after this go ahead Trin. all right it's that time it's time for the strawberry letter with my friend shirley strawberry thank you hype man subject my dangerous one night stand listen carefully dear Stephen shirley i am a 31 year old single female in need of your help Back in August, I ran into one of my dad's best friends at a business seminar out of town. I was at a hotel bar and he sat next to me and we were both shocked since it's been over 10 years since we've both seen each other. We had a great time catching up and when I left the bar, he walked me to my room because I had had quite a few drinks and he was being a gentleman. He asked if he could use my bathroom and then relax for a little while before driving back to our hometown, which was an hour away. I was fine with that, and I told him I was going to take a quick shower so I could get ready for bed. I jumped in the shower, and the next thing I know, he's in the shower too. 
and I'm holding on to the shower door for dear life. Yeah. We we went from yeah, the, the shower. Hold up, Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> Are you hearing this letter? Sir? Hell yeah, dear life. <laughs> yeah. Messing in one of old school players. We went from the shower to the bed to the balcony in what seemed like yeah. a four-hour <laughs> ordeal. <laughs> this older man is still sexy, but I had no idea an old man could bring it like that. Afterwards, he left, and we agreed that we should not stay in contact with each other. I had not heard from him since then, but two weeks ago, he showed up at my daddy's birthday party. That's when I found out he was married, and I angrily threw a drink in his face. My dad saw it all, and he said he didn't even have to ask what was going on. My dad said that his friend bragged to him about the little hot thing he had a fling with. But my dad had no idea that he was talking Uh about me. My dad tried to knock this guy out right then and there. Now the guy's wife wants a divorce after 25 years of marriage, and my dad still wants to beat this man up the next time he sees him. The worst part is that I can't stop fantasizing about having sex with him. How can I fix this mess? Well, to you, I say, don't worry, because your dad is going to take care of him. He's going to fix it. The very next time he lays eyes on him, your dad is going to fix it. I mean, and your dad's friend, he's foul. Sorry, he's foul. Uh, You, as his friend's daughter, should have been off limits to him, because that's just a code. You don't mess with your friend's daughters and all of that. And um, how embarrassed are you to have everyone knowing your business? Uh, You threw a drink in his face at the party in front of his wife and everyone. Come on now, with your little fast tale. Uh, I, I mean, you know, you didn't think anything when he asked you, could he use the bathroom and, and, and relax for an hour? You didn't think maybe you shouldn't get in the shower? I'm not, you didn't think about that? You have a man, I, I guess you trusted him. I, I'm not blaming this on you or saying it's your fault or anything because I put the total blame on him. But you just don't, you know, for safety reasons, don't take a shower when you have a man in your home what? that you haven't seen in 10 minutes. Don't do that. I don't. I just don't like the sound of that. Yeah. You're naked. You're Yeah. I mean, I know you're a grown woman. You're 31. I get all of that. But you hadn't seen him in 10 years. So you didn't know. You know, you just don't know. Anyway, I, I, I don't like the fact that he took advantage of you in your shower. I don't care how good the sex was. I don't care. That's That's my opinion. I don't like it. Uh, now the guy's wife wants a, uh, a divorce after 25 years of marriage. You know, this is just a mess now. Now your dad wants to beat the man up. Come on. You you may as well let him go. That's how you can fix it. Stop fantasizing about him. Next. Steve. Shirley. Yes? Now, normally I agree with a lot of your stuff. I can't go with you on this here. The, the line yes. you said about the total blame is on him. No. Hmm. She 31. You supposed to know some of this stuff. Let's just go down this damn letter. She a single female. Mm-hmm. She at the bar on a business seminar out of town. You at the bar, he sat next to you, and we were both shocked. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's you. Oh Lord, it's you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, how have you been? Well, how you been? I haven't seen you. Oh, my dad is going to be so crazy when he finds out we were together. 
Yeah, I'm just down here. What you doing down here? Oh, my goodness. We were just in a business seminar. How about you? Well, I'm, I'm down here on business myself. Uh, there's nothing I have for him if he talks like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh. We had a great time catching up, and when I left the bar, he walked me to my room because I had quite a few drinks. He knew that because he was buying them. Uh-huh. He bought the damn drinks. That's how I know you had a bunch of them. Hmm. He was being a gentleman. He asked if he could use my bathroom and then relax for a little while before driving back to our hometown. What? Exactly. Dog, when it's late at night, you don't go in nobody's room to chill for a minute. Right. Get your ass in that car and get on up the road before you kill yourself. But you figure, all right, this is my daddy's friend. Let me go on in here and make this happen. So you go on in there. You let him in. You let him use the bathroom. He sit down. I was fine with that. I told him I was going to take a quick shower so I could get ready for bed. You tell a man that's in your room that's going to be there for an hour, you're going to take a quick shower and get ready for bed. He heard in his mind, I just said I'm going to relax for an hour. She taking a shower to come get in the bed. Ain't but one bed in here, and I'm sitting on it. Let me go on in this shower. Oh, my God. And see what's happening. See, I jumped in the shower, and the next thing I know, he in the shower, too. Mm. You know what the next line was? was And I'm holding on to the shower door for dear life. Come on, old player. That's crazy. Come on, old player. But you know what? That's all I had was that moment for him. Because after that, I don't like this dude. Right, exactly. He's out of line. I don't like this dude, even though you got a lot to blame with this. And the blame is not totally on him, and I'll tell you why. All right, uh, Steve, we're going to recap when we come back, get part two of your response as well. This is a crazy letter. Subject, my dangerous one-night stand. This guy is my dad's friend. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, let's recap today's strawberry letter and get part two of your response. Subject, my dangerous one-night stand. 31-year-old lady go to a bar one night on a business trip. A man sit down next to her. They both shocked. They ain't seen in over 10 years. Uh, One of your dad, it's her dad's, one of my dad's best friends. We had a great time catching up. I left the bar. He walks us to the room because I had quite a few drinks. He was being a gentleman. Of course he was because he bought you the drink. He asked if he could use my bathroom and then relax for a little while before driving back to our hometown, which was an hour away. Then your stupid ass said I was fine with that, and I told him I was going to take a quick shower so I could get ready for bed. I jumps in the shower, and next thing I know, he in the shower, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Peekaboo. <laughs> Surprise. And I'm holding on to this shower, though, for dear life. Because Pop Dad in there. What, Steve? Pop Dad in there. Bring it. He's out of line. And after this point, this is when I stopped liking the dude. Yeah. 
Next thing I know, he in the shower too. I'm holding on to the door for dear life. We went from the shower to the bed to the balcony. Boy, now this one I started not liking him, but right after the balcony. But at first, I was <laughs> proud for a minute. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I was boy, boy, boy what you, boy, boy, what you doing? But now I don't like him because this is your best friend's daughter. Yes. Hold up, dog. Wait a minute, man. You you got to respect the cat's kingdom. And when you don't, you finna have another problem. So then she says, we went from shower to bed in what seemed like a four-hour ordeal. This older man still sexy, but I had no idea old man could bring it like that. Yeah, going to see, you don't know. You don't know, but now you up in some trouble now, little girl. But Steve. She little stupid. No, uh-uh, Shirley. I don't need no help. No, no, no. I'm, I, I just need to ask you a question, but go ahead. I want to ask. No, go ahead and ask. Because you, you sound like you're agreeing with me. You said you disagree. Where are we I disagree with you because it's not totally his fault. No, you said it's some... totally. You said in your oh, response, I, oh, okay. the total blame is on him. I called her fast tail. I agree. And I because... did. Fast tail ain't got nothing to do with it. This okay. is stupidity. Yes. She's being stupid. Yes. At 31, you know, good and hell well, I don't care who the dude is, walk you to your room, ask you's bathroom, and then can he relax before he drive back an hour? It's late. Get your ass on the road. I agree. Now, I'm in the shower. Next thing I know, he in the shower, too. And I'm hanging on to the shower door. The shower door had to open. <laughs> Somebody opened the damn door. You know, screaming is still legal in this country. Ugh. Screaming, but that ain't what you wanted to do. So now this is why I'm kind of mad at her. Afterwards, he left, and we agreed that we should not stay in contact with each other. That was the agreement. I had not heard from him since then, but two weeks ago, he showed up at my daddy's birthday party. That's when I found out he was married, and I angrily threw a drink in his face. Wait a minute. Hold up. What you throwing drinks in the man's face for? Did you lose your mind momentarily? Did you not forget that you both agreed not to stay in contact? So when you saw him at the man's party... And you found out he was married, y'all wasn't gonna be in touch with no mother. It was your one night stand that you agreed to. That one, and I will remind you shortly that you've been fantasizing about. Now he showed up with his wife. Now you throw a drink in his face. Well, the cat out the bag now. Everybody knows. My dad saw it and all, and and said he didn't even have to ask what was going on. Hell no, cause he know. My dad said that his friend bragged to him about this little hot thing he had a fling uh, with, but my dad had no idea that he was talking about me. Oh. Then your daddy tried to knock the guy out right yeah. then and there. Who wouldn't? Now, the, guy, now the guy's wife wanted a divorce after 25 years of marriage, and my dad still want to whoop the man ass mm-hmm. the next time he see him. I'm in full agreement with this now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. His ass whooping is on a tray. They're on a tray. The worst part of it is I can't stop fantasizing about having sex with him. How can I fix this mess? Listen to me. See, you young. Now, let me explain something to you now. What y'all can't do is get out here with with these wolves in these lambs clothing. You can't get out here in this ocean with these great white sharks because they deadly now. And now he done put something on you. 
But he wrong, but he wrong like two left shoes. And then, man, the the nerve of this dude yeah. to go to your father and say, I had a flame, uh, this yeah. young hot thing, knowing the whole time yeah. that yes. he was talking to his boy about his daughter. Exactly. That's, That's wow. Right. So mad oh, him. and then wild. what he did was he explicitly, see, they don't stop with, see, ain't no old dudes talking about, I just had this little flame with this hot thing. Yeah, we was in. She let me down to this room. Oh, so he gave him details. Dog, that's what he did. That's why he got his ass knocked out. He, yeah, dog. He we was, was all up in the shower. Home. We got on the bed. We was out on the oh. balcony. He told her all of that. No dad. He told to his boy. Oh hell no. So oh, now man. the dad knocking your ass out on sight every yes. time he see you. So now I understand what's happening now. Yeah. And now she want to know how she can fix it. But it ain't nothing you can she do. can't fix anything. No. This is a lesson learned. Number one, you need to quit drinking. Number two, you don't let men walk you back to your room. That ain't being a gentleman. And invite walking you to your room for nothing. And then let him use the bathroom and relax for an hour while you in the shower getting ready for bed. Right. Ain't but one bed in the damn room. Who does that? Your stupid no. ass. You that damn drunk? You stupid now? So now he all in the room. Now he ain't even waiting on you to come out the shop. She naked now. Mm-hmm. Let me take my clothes off, slide on in here. You in a hanging on to the dough for dear life. All right. Well, <sighs> then he went home and told your daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so damn stupid. He need his ass whooped. All right, we got to go. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM. Coming up in 10 minutes, Steve, you inspired a man in Birmingham to jump and follow his dream. We're going to talk about it right after this. Look at you inspiring people. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Guys, I talk about it all the time. I love walking into a clean, fresh-smelling room. And guess what? This morning, Uh, this room, this studio is smelling springtime fresh. Can you guys smell it? Yes, I do. I do. You did your thing, Shirley. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it it is pine salt lemon fresh, fresh Mm -hmm. up in here, right? I, I wish the listeners could smell it, too. Wouldn't it be great if our audience could smell this lemon fresh pine salt scent like we do, like through the speakers or something? That would be great. Hmm. What, Steve? Well, might as well smell this pine salt lemon fresh because your ass ain't cooking now. <laughs> Maybe. We ain't smelling chicken. In the studio, Steve. Yeah, this ain't chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to this. Maybe they could smell it through the speakers, our audience, and maybe we could be the first radio show ever to offer that. Hmm. Interesting, huh? What? We could call it Radio Sense. Radio Sense. Or Smell Good Radio. I like that one even better. Smell Good Radio. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. You get you get the picture. That's cute, Shirley. Thank That's you. Cute. Thank you, Carla. Smell well, until we figure it out, uh, you can grab yourself a big bottle of Pine Saw Lemon Fresh Cleaner. It is the number one lemon scented uh, dilutable cleaner. Your house can smell just as good as our studio does right now. After all, it's spring cleaning time. Pine Saw, clean your way. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like the cooking joke, though, Steve. Anyway, uh, Steve, listen to this, though. Mm, Ain't that, well, well, you know, ain't that the truth. (laughs) All right, listen, this guy in Birmingham, Steve, he started out as a contractor uh, slash handyman, and he says he was inspired by you to get into radio, okay? 
And, and and the great news is that he just started, he, he just landed a show on, on a station in Birmingham. His name is Joe Lockett. Everybody say, hey, Joe. Shout What's out up, to Joe, Joe Lockett? Lockett. Yeah. What's up, Joe Lockett? Joe Lockett. Joe Lockett. He posted on Facebook. He said, I stood by Steve Harvey's picture six years ago. Uh, a picture of you, Steve, on, on the home station, Hot 107.7, on their vehicle, on their station vehicle, and, and said, never be afraid to dream big. Years ago, I sat in the back of the room at a Steve Harvey event and said, one day, I want to do what he's doing. His message to you, Steve, is simply thank you. Never be afraid to dream big and follow in someone else's footsteps. Check this out, Steve, as inspired by you. Joe Lockett's radio show is from 3 to 5 p.m. on WXJC-FM 101.1. Congratulations to Joe Lockett. So, I mean, basically... He wasn't afraid to jump. You inspired him. You know no, what you I'm saying? you can't be afraid. Yeah. Way to go, Joe Lockett. Congratulations. That's, that's yeah. That's big. And that's, that's a that's message big. for everyone, wouldn't you say, Steve? I mean, for anybody that's thinking about it, here's the deal. You go around this track in life one time. You don't get two laps. You go once. You start, you finish. It's one time round. It's just a long track. That's all. Or you run cross country. But at one day, it has to end. Why not, during the run, run the race that you love to run? Wake up and chase something you love to chase. Go to bed realizing that when I wake up in the morning, God willing, man, I'm going to get another opportunity to get another day closer. Everybody should experience that before they die. Everybody. Uh Wow. Bishop Jake said one time, I would hate to die and never do the thing I was born to do. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. Really? Congratulations to Joe Lockett. Yeah. Well, go Who's going to be the next Joe Lockett? He's got his own radio what? show. Go that ahead, so Joe. Good. <laughs> yeah, I was reading his post on Facebook, Steve, and he was saying, you know, how you motivate people. But you know what, though? By. Those are the people that I wake up for in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's people, you know, I always say this. Hate is louder, but love is stronger. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you at work, I'm just talking to everybody now. Sometimes you get beat up by the haters and you don't even know where it's coming from. And it seems like it's a large, like it's an overwhelming number. Because when they when they gang up, they get on the road. Them trolls get on the road. Mm-hmm. And it'd be trolls bad comment after comment after comment. Trolls on the road, that's what <laughs> I call it. And so next thing you know, it's bad comment after comment. And, and you might start feeling, man, everybody, it ain't everybody, y'all. It ain't, it ain't oh, even no. nowhere near everybody. Because people bring me stuff all the time. Man, they, everybody talking about you, Steve. Hey, dog, you're reading a blog. You, you, got, you got problems when you got something negative and it's on CNN and Fox. Your ass got a problem. Because mm-hmm. now, <laughs> now dog, nice. we somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. But if it's on the blog, it's on the blog. Stop letting these people throw your day off course. Because guess what? In 48 hours, mm-hmm. they're going to find something else. Yeah. yeah. Because they're bottom feeders, man. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and, they, and they just look for fresh doo-doo. That's all they do. <laughs> they just look for fresh, fresh. doo-doo. Because they're he bottom really feeders. That. No, they really do. Mm-hmm. I want to say something else, but I want to stay on the air. <laughs> and we want you to so stay on the air. So we're going to go with doo-doo. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, if when, it, when we didn't have social media when we were growing up, 
that, you know, everybody didn't know what you were doing anyway unless you told them. You know, now people know everything that you're doing. So, like you say, here come the trolls. Here come but the haters. A, but the sad part, Shirley, is everybody want everybody to know. Yeah. Which opens yourself up for. Right. Yeah. But, man, I'm telling y'all, this ain't right. what you really want because you do not know what this is. The fame and what part, comes with, No, it's yeah. it's a price right now because of the internet. It's made the price for fame too high. Yeah. But what about the part, though, Steve? I mean, take away the fame and all that. What about the part in your heart that you 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 mentor young men and and you help people and you inspire people? Right. That that desire that you have to give back. I mean, to change th- people's it's working. Lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. it is. Joe Lockett and, just showed us that. And like I say, I appreciate the love. Even though hate is louder, it's the love is stronger. And the love is what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. For the Joe Lockets out there. Yeah. For the for the uh, Ernie Teens out there. For the uh, young boys that I mentor. Yeah. For the women who've been inspired or changed by a book or learning how to have more self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, like I always say, your, my career is what I'm paid for, but my calling is what I'm made for. And I truly believe that's a part of my calling. Yeah. It's a pleasure well, for me to go to work with you every day, man. Yeah. I see it firsthand. Yeah, I see how to handle situations. Uh-huh. By something, I learn something from him every single day. Aw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, listen, coming up at the top of the hour. <laughs> what do you remember about your childhood? <laughs> what do you remember most about your childhood? Think I about that. I'd throw that out there. <laughs> we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, according to a new survey, holiday dinners and summer vacations rank high on the list of people's most vivid memories of their childhood. So I got to ask you, and you have, you're have you one of the greatest storytellers I've ever known. What do you remember most, most about your childhood? My damn bike. Oh, that's mine. <laughs> I was not oh, ready for that. I wasn't man, either. What, what about your bike, My Steve? damn bike, man. I love my bike, man. I got a brand new bike uh, with the butterfly handlebars, uh-huh. three-speed mm-hmm. shifter, uh-huh. mm-hmm. banana seat, mm-hmm. put a sissy pole on it with the raccoon tail, mm-hmm. and I what had two was? raccoon purple. It had two raccoon streamers instead of them little, you know, the little punk ass streamers that come out the, that you put in the handlebar on the yeah, tip. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, little little paper things, plastic thing be rattling. Uh-huh. My my had raccoon tails on that too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what made it you, so special? Your yeah, bike. That's just, my dad. That's my first. That's my car, though. Oh, that's how you I got get around. Oh, you show up. I could ride a girl's house on that. Uh-huh. I graduated. I got me a 26-inch English racer one time from May Company. Had it on sale for 89. I saved my money for about eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Saved up that 89 dollars off my job. Bought that damn bike. Then I rode that bike every day from high school to work. Mm-hmm. That bike man work. meant more to me. Yeah, I worked. My I got out of high school every day at 12:30. I was through. Oh. Yeah, that's why I was voted most difficult. I ain't like nobody at my damn. House. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. Yeah. So you just Why didn't you, you were in a them? program though yeah. that you could leave at twelve thirty? Or you yeah, I had all my work? credits. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I had so my credits. Smart. Yeah, I wasn't smart. I was going to work. Oh, you wanted money? Yeah.
Oh, I wasn't with no high ass GP. I just at GP, I just had them all. I was through. <laughs> you so know, what, I was, what was a straight your first C job? student. What was your What was your first job? First job was paper route, working with my daddy, but it wasn't really a paper route. It was I was running numbers for him and Don King. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so we ran numbers. So I delivered a paper, but every morning I had to go to people's number boxes wherever they had their money hid for their numbers that they was playing that day. That's Some like people the, had the money behind the mailbox. That's like the lottery. Don King? Don, huh? Don King, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I man, he controlled the number racket in Cleveland. My daddy was one of the runners. But that's like the, the lottery, right? Was, was that like this the is, lottery? This is why you have the lottery. Some the lottery came lottery. from the numbers. They stole all that from the hood. Uh-huh. Grandfather yeah. ran the numbers. Yeah, yeah really? black people started that in Harlem. Uh-huh. And so, you know, that's how that was my first job was paper route to deliver the papers. But it was a cover because I had to go in the backyard. <laughs> like some people tape their money under their bumper uh-huh. mm-hmm. outside so you wouldn't have to come up. Some people had their money taped under the step. Wow. Some people had their envelope behind the mailbox. So how much- Some people threw it down in the rose bushes. Well, what, what kind of money are we, t- I mean, was it a... Well, the way my daddy worked was if anybody hit, he got 10% of they hit. Oh. So if they hit for $60, he made six. Oh. If somebody hit for 600 because if you bet a dollar, it was six, it was, it was a, uh, it, it, if you bet a dollar, you could win 600 If oh. you bet a dime, you could win $60. Wow. Or you could bet a penny and won $6. That's why they call them penny numbers. And the uh, Italians used to laugh at the blacks till they found out what Bumpy Nim up there in New York was making. They was making millions off them penny. Wow. And yeah. and just last week, wasn't it? Someone won $750 million off I the lottery. I forgot to play. <laughs> yeah, I did too, yeah. That's seven hundred fifty million, big I didn't boy. Forget. Yeah, <laughs> you played. About, I forgot about I did. twenty tickets. Me and Tosh, we bought twenty tickets. We had one number twelve. <laughs> we had one number. God, <laughs> we was depressed. <laughs> no, <laughs> we were talking about everybody chipping in two hundred dollars. I would have been mad. Who oh, I would have been mad? <laughs> my two hundred dollars. One number. <laughs> Off wow, to work Steve. we go. Yeah. So that was yeah. my first job. Then I had a. I did that till I was turned thirteen. Uh-huh. And I could get a SNCC summer job. Summer youth. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay, right, right, right. Some, some, yeah. Summer youth, not a community something. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. They call it SNCC. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got that job. In the what? Parks? Or- yeah, you had to go to park, pick up paper. Yeah. I wasn't picking up a damn thing, though. I was in the park shooting hoop. <laughs> <laughs> so you got fired. No, I didn't get fired. <laughs> Everybody else shooting hoop. He was at work. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was at work. We was all shooting hoop. I wasn't over there throwing it up by myself. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, no, but we was working. We painted some buildings and stuff oh, and okay. stuff like that. All right. Then okay. after that, man, I got me a job uh, at the grocery store during school. Mm-hmm. And then on summer vacations, I could work with my father every summer since I was in 10th grade, from 11th to 12th. Mm-hmm. And then the summers earlier before that, my summers... I was off. I went back to the farm to work on the farm with my grandfather and my uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had a full life, man. Yeah. And a lot of jobs. That's why my memoirs, if they done gave uh, Michelle Obama 60, Uh dog, I got something for (laughs) y'all. But you've written like, what, four books, three books? They ain't got 60 million off all four of them. (laughs) 
To combine I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. She just sold 10 million copies. I ain't told 10 million, but oh, I got four books out there, so. <laughs> well, you better call Random House. If you were to write another it's, book, what would you call it? It is. 30 Mill Tells It All. <laughs> That's the title? Yeah. It better be juicy. That's he all I got to say I, for 30 minutes. Hey, Shirley. A page yeah. turn. Uh-huh. Shirley, yes. for 30 minutes, uh-huh. for 30 mil, I got it for you. Okay. <laughs> Shirley, I ain't lying. I got it for you. Bertelsmann's Penguin Random House Division. Tell them to call Steve Harley. <laughs> I'm talking about, man, <laughs> I got some stuff that throw y'all ass in the shock. Steve, I thought you told us everything. Hell no. <laughs> so most of we ain't what? seen man, us. y'all got to be crazy. Y'all can't know this kind of stuff about me. Steve, I've been with you for almost 19 years. I've heard a lot. A yeah, lot. Shirley. 13, 14. I ain't told you none of the really bad stuff. Because I wanted you to like me. What? No, I wanted you to like me. Wait, there's more? Yeah, I wanted you to like me, Shirley. I didn't want you to hate me. So you held back? Hell yeah, I had to. Because you know, when I first met Shirley, she had them Afro puffs. What's that got to do with it? You kind of look kind of crazy. I said, well. Whatever, man. You know, just maybe she grew up with them Afro puffs. I didn't give a damn. She trying to play me, but she don't know. I don't know. I, I always do like my daddy say. What was that? Well, you know, I forgot I'm going to clean it up, but his phrase was, don't ever do do where you eat. Oh, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. I need to right. do that. All right, we got to go. Coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show me, right after that. this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Donald Trump's threat to shut down the southern border could have a major effect on the avocado supply in the U.S., Uh, Man, I love avocados. Uh, The president said on Friday there was a very good likelihood he would close the border this week if Mexico did not do more to stop the flow of migrants from reaching the U.S. A closure would disrupt food imports from Mexico and the CEO of Mission Produce, which is the largest distributor of avocados, says uh, the U.S. would run out of avocados in three weeks. Three uh-uh. weeks. I no, need my guacamole. My, guac. my good fat. Yeah, they're That's fresh. My good fat. Yeah. Steve Bernard says you couldn't pick a worse time of year because Mexico supplies virtually 100% of the avocados in the U.S. right now. California is Hell, just starting. Hell, we ain't growing none. Well, California is just starting, and they have a very small crop. You're well, right, Well, that ain't Steve. enough. Yeah, you're right. You're now, we over right. here, that ain't already. It's a lot of people over here like guacamole. Man. There's a lot of people over here like... Boy, they got a dish at all. Uh, at all. Uh, so crazy. Man, they got this dish where they, they cut this. I can't think of it. It's a sushi spot. Uh-huh. Uh, I Never? think it's Umi's. Umi's oh. in uh, in uh, in uh, Atlanta. Uh-huh. They take avocado, they cut it in half, uh-huh. and they got this special lemon. They they season it with salt and pepper. You can see the salt and pepper laying on top of the half of avocado, okay. and it be in the skin. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then they, they pour this lemon dressing inside the avocado oh, where the yeah. big nut go. Uh-huh. Boy. <laughs> I like avocado. I lo- I know, Man, I've noticed too, I like my I uh, guacamole a little with a little bit of jalapenos in it though. Oh, you like? I that? don't I like it just plain. Uh-huh. I like my guacamole thick with yeah. a chip break. I like those. <laughs> yeah, I like it with some <laughs> with some with, with some guacamole chunks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Try to lift it with you, that chip. Yeah, yeah and crack it. Crack. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh man. I love avocados. I eat yeah. avocados every But you day. know, I think uh you know, I've been watching the news and everybody's kinda admitted there's been the largest influx of people crossing the border illegally in the past month and it has in six X amount of years. And so something's going on and of course the president's gonna use that mm-hmm. as the juice he needs to shut the border down, but he doesn't know what all that's going to cost because there's some people who live who tr- go to work that way every day and go back and forth, you know. But yeah. it's I didn't know this. this. Dude, yeah, but. It, that the uh, Department of Agriculture says nearly half of all imported vegetables come from Mexico. But we ain't got none because we because we didn't took all the farmland from the farmers because mm. we didn't foreclose on all that land. We ain't growing half what we used to grow. And yeah. the tariffs and all. Yeah. That. And that's yeah. and the tariffs which we yeah. ain't shipping yeah. to other people. And plus, that's why there's talk about rescinding the uh, moving the date forward. You know, the hour, the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh okay. daylight savings really? time. Yeah, oh, because yeah. we don't do the farming we used to do. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, and the president don't care about fruits and vegetables because uh-uh, he, yeah, he, he really eats, he don't yeah. eat them. He eats junk yeah. food. <laughs> this dude, man. This yeah. dude. Uh, avocados on his yeah. burgers. But, but yeah, I, I, I think... Um, I love avocados. That's all I got to say. And I want my too, avocados. Shirley. Yeah, I love them. I eat them every day. I'm good not fat. really concerned about the border closing because of avocados. <laughs> I mean, I know. It, it, it's it's way deeper than that. It it, it most definitely is. Yeah. But, but it affects yeah. all areas in the, the a produce industry. Yeah. Just, you you wouldn't even think of that. Like, Ooh, this president right here. <sighs> well, yeah. People are saying he's going to get reelected. So. Because the Democrats are blowing it right now. Yeah. All right, look, we'll be back with um, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is really, really horrific, this story. An autopsy found that Nipsey Hussle died from gunshot wounds to the head and torso. The Los Angeles County Department of Medical Examiner Coroner determined Chief Michael Moore of the Los Angeles Police Department noted Sunday night that in one week, listen to this, Steve, there had been 10 homicides and 26 shooting victims across L.A. So that goes back to what you were saying in our last break. That's 36 families left to pick up the pieces. That's what the chief said on Twitter. And, um, I mean, you know, Steve, like you said, it's got to stop. I mean, we have got to stop this. We have to. We're we're in a sick place now. We we have so turned away from God. And I'm just saying this, look, man, y'all can call me corny, hokey, however you want to do it. You know, I, you know, it kills me when people talk about why are you always talking about the Lord? Because I have no explanation for my life. I have no other reason I can give you why I'm in the position I'm in today. Because it sure ain't I'm that, because I'm that great. It's just not. So that's my explanation. But we've turned so far from God, we've, we have no more moral compasses anymore. The fact that you would walk up to a man and murder him in cold blood and then get in your car with a girl driving. Who, yeah. who what was on her mind? What what was on his yeah. mind? What 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 made them? What? It didn't make any sense. And when I did DL's show last night, you know, DL Hughley's daughter is on the show. Oh, okay. Okay. And she does this thing called Millennial Minute. And she was talking about this young man last night and how this album had gotten her through Victory Something he put out. Victory Lap. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah Victory Lab, how it had gotten her through some time she was going through. She's 27. She, DL's daughter, same age as my son. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and man, she was just so on fire talking about this young dude, his life, and what it was. Yeah. And at the end yeah. of the day, you know what she said? What? Over what? Right, right, exactly. Over what? Yeah. But we have such a lack of value for each other. And we ain't got no no more compass. And we just walking around here, man. Like, that's the answer? This generation, man. Look, man, look. Get back. Look, man, I got you're going to have disputes. I got it's going to get physical sometime. But let's get physical, though. What happened to that? Everybody walk away. Yeah. yeah, you know, man, yeah. come on over here. You you got a problem with what I said. Throw your hands up. Right. Dog, it's you ain't got to end my life, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's final. It, yeah, that that's it. There's no coming back from this. I, I love the fact, though, you know, that Nipsey Hussle made his life count for something. He made improving yes. South L.A. a priority after his rap career took off. He diversified beyond the music industry. He became a local businessman, a philanthropist. Last year, Steve Nipsey Hussle, who taught himself how to build computers, helped open a center in Crenshaw dedicated to connecting underrepresented groups with uh, technology companies. And according um, to an interview with the L.A. Times, Nipsey once said, growing up as a kid, he was looking for someone. And, And not for someone to give him anything, but someone that cared. You know, so what a great legacy. I mean, you know, it's just, it's so sad. A legend. Yeah. Yeah. Truly a legend. 33 years old. He was. Yep. For the culture. Absolutely. Yes. All right, guys, we'll be back with our last break of the day and some closing remarks from Steve right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are. Last break of the day. Time for your closing remarks. Shirley sent me something, and it got me to thinking. Uh, I'm going to share with you what she sent me, but I'm going to paraphrase it so it's more of how I talk because sometimes I get a little stumbled up and it doesn't sound like me if I try to share directly with somebody what somebody sent me. So I just want to talk to you about it. I want to just talk to you about this life of abundance that we are all qualified for. I want to talk to you about the life of abundance that God really wants all of us to enjoy. If you're a righteous person, God will give you a life of abundance. I didn't say if you were a saved person, if you were a member of this denomination, if you go to this church, if this is your pastor, if this is your faith. I'm telling you, that God has a life of abundance for you if you put your trust and your faith in him. I'm I'm just telling you, and you have to understand that God has equipped you to have this life of abundance. All of you have a gift that was given to you by God at birth. Everyone has one. Now, you may not know what it is, but you have it. But because you've been so bent, so determined to do something to please somebody else, your mother wants you to go to school and get a degree in this. Well, I told him I was going to come down here and get a degree in that, so now I'm going to go get a degree in that. 
Well, my father went to the army, so I'm going to the army. You know, there's nothing wrong with the army. There's nothing wrong with going to the army. But if that ain't really what you were created for, you finna waste a lot of time, man. You really, really are. Because God really did equip you for a life of abundance. When he created you, he had a mission in mind for you. He had a mission in mind for me. He gave you a gift. Your gift is a thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. If you identify that gift, there's your greatest chance. Now, here's the deal. When he prepared you for this life of abundance, and he gave you everything you needed to put on every day and go out and make your dreams and your life come true, if you put if you become passionate about your gift, you can be on your way to making your life happening and your dreams come true. He gives you everything you need to wear to go out and fight it. But what we do is we suit up. We suit up. And we settle in. Well, I got this job now. Well, I don't know. I'm four years away from getting this another degree. I might as well go here. Well, I got a promotion now. I might as well stay on here. Well, I just already started investing in my 401k. So you suit up, but you settle in. And then, you know what you do? What we often do, and I did it myself for a while, we resign ourselves to living a mediocre life because we won't suit up and go out here and do what God wants us to do. So here's what I'm saying to you. If God didn't gave you all the scuba gear equipment you need, he done gave you the air tanks, the mask, the flippers, the nozzles, the hoses, or air supply. Don't put all this stuff up on and then head to the bathtub. What you doing? You settling in. Head out to the ocean. Get out in that ocean of opportunity. Get out there in some of that deep water. Go out there where God has equipped you to go. He done suited you up. He gave you everything you need. But we want to go get in the bathtub where it's safe. Look, man, all of you have the gear to win, the gear to have an abundant life, the gear to be prosperous, the gear to be happy. You have the gear. You got to get out, you got to get out that bathtub and go out there in that ocean, out in that deep water, because out in the ocean is the opportunity. Ain't no opportunities in the bathtub. You got to go out there in that ocean of opportunity and experience all that God got for you. Some of it, you're gonna get tested. You're gonna feel like you're going down. You're gonna get a sinking feeling, but you're gonna be fine. You know why? Because you got the gear. You have what it takes. You got the gear. It's up to you to jump in. If you don't ever jump in the ocean, you ain't gonna really know if you can handle deep water or not. I got you scared of the deep water. I got sometimes that deep water look rough out there. I know you've seen some people try to acquire fame and prosperity and happiness and go out on their own. And I know you've seen them out there sinking and the water look rough. So now you want to stay over here in the bathtub. Ain't no opportunities in the bathtub. All your opportunities out there in the ocean. 
There's just some sharks out there, yeah. Some barracuda out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some whales out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that's out there. But what's to say you won't be one? Get out the bathtub with all this gear God gave you and jump in that ocean out there and swim like you're supposed to. Swim around, you're going to get the life of your dreams. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 